Welcome to the second episode of PCTY Talks, a new podcast from the human capital management software provider, Paylocity. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson, and as an HR program manager here at Paylocity, I will be navigating our journey together as we explore bite-sized topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, diversity and inclusion, and product knowledge. If you have an idea for a future podcast topic, please drop me a note at pctytalks at paylocity.com. On today's episode, I've invited back our Director of Government Relations, Corinne Tyrone, to talk about the upcoming W-4 changes. Thank you, Corinne, for joining me again today to talk about a very important change coming out of the IRS. I've been hearing some chatter in the news that this new W-4 form being released in January of 2020 could be a lot more complicated not just for me as a taxpayer, but also for payroll and HR experts that'll be navigating this on behalf of their employers. I know most people fill out a W-4 form or at least know what it is, but I'd like to see if you could start by helping us understand what exactly is the W-4 form and why is it changing now? Yeah, that's a great question. The W-4 is a form that's completed by a new employee, and it helps the employer know how much federal tax money to withhold from each paycheck. So that employer withholds those funds from your paycheck and then sends the money directly to the IRS. When an employee fills out their tax return at the end of the year, these funds are already accounted for in that calculation of what you either owe or what you might receive as a refund. Um, Technically and theoretically, you're supposed to not either get any money back or get a refund. So the form is designed so that if you fill it out properly, the money is exactly the right amount as possible. So if it comes out in the proper amount from your paycheck, that's the source. So um, we all know it doesn't always work like that in practice because a lot of people like to get that refund, but that's the idea. So... Is this form, this change to the W-4, only going to impact high earners? No. So that's that's a really interesting question. It actually really should impact all employers and many of their employees. So technically, the IRS is not requiring that everyone complete a new form W-4. However, if you have a new hire that person is going to have to complete this new form. And if you need to update your withholding for any reason, so if you get married or if you have a child and you need to update that withholding, you're going to have to use this new form anytime after 1120. So the change isn't really, um, it's not so much contingent on how much money you make. It's just a matter of when are you completing this form. Okay. It seems like it could be a little overwhelming to navigate. You've mentioned that it's not only going to affect employees, but also employers. What resources are out there for employers to navigate how how they're supposed to handle this on on their side of the house? Uh, So there are actually a lot of really good resources already available on the IRS's website. So um, IRS has a really fantastic FAQ page that addresses a lot of the common questions, and it does so from a variety of perspectives. So there's a section that are just kind of general questions, and that addresses things um, like I just said, like who who does this have to impact? Um, And then there's a section that's targeted at employers. So if you are the HR person that is charged with 
with rolling this out to your workforce, there are questions that you might be have you might have in your mind that are addressed there. There's also a whole section dedicated to questions that an employee might ask. So if employees come to you and are asking for um, information or guidance, that's a great place to point them. So it sounds like you know, new employees are definitely going to have to fill out this form. There's an opportunity for your current employees to fill this out. But what exactly are the changes? Why do people need to have this new form? What is what is changing? Okay, that's a really great question. And earlier you mentioned that it sounded to you like this was really complicated. So I would like to first start by saying it's not so complicated. It looks complicated and it is very different than previous year's forms. So more or less for a very long time. The W-4 has been in a pretty consistent format. Um, But the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that passed at the end of 2017 made a lot of big changes. That included changes to individual income tax brackets, and it removed the personal exemptions. So this new design takes those changes into account. And again, it's meant to increase the accuracy of your withholding in light of those changes because the current form does not take that stuff into account. So um, one of the big things that employers are going to notice is that there's a new filing status on this form. It's the head of household filing status, um, which of course does come with its own tax tables and so on. The next big change, as I mentioned, is um, no longer are there any allowances, and that new fe- new federal form instead uses dollar amounts. So um, one big thing that people are going to notice is that if you have children, um, there's now a field where you enter a, a dollar amount for the credit for that child. Um, the third thing is that IRS is now explicitly asking about other income. So, for example, if you yourself have more than one job or if you live in a household with multiple incomes. So let's say you're married and your spouse also works. Um, some of the steps on the form and the actions that you would then take as an employee completing the form will vary depending on that situation. So it sounds like new employees and employees who are now going to be filling out this form need to be a little bit more educated going into filling this form out than they ever had to be before. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think um, IRS is trying to make it as easy as they can. So, for example, um, I referenced that if you have multiple incomes, there are a variety of possible ways you might fill this out. That's going to start in step two. So step one is basic demographic information. So you're going to put your name, your social, um, that kind of thing, your filing status. Step two is where they start talking about um, whether or not you have more than one income. So at that point, they give you three options for how you can move forward. So the first option is the um, most accurate, and that is the option of going to irs.gov and using their withholding estimator app. So it's um, five steps, and each of those steps asks you a series of questions. Um, I went through it the other day myself, and it's a lot of information. So there is a bit of a buy-in here, um, but it's like ten questions per section, and it you know it changes depending on the answer you put in. So if I say I'm married, then suddenly there's going to be a section about my the income of my spouse. It's kind of like using the automated tax software at the end exactly. of the year. Exactly, exactly. It's like a wizard. Exact. It's exactly like a wizard. So um, depending on the information that you put in there, 
something else is going to change down the line in terms of the question that you're asked. But then at the end, it's going to tell you exactly what additional amount of withholding you need to put at the end of the form. So you get to kind of skip the rest of the steps of the form itself if you go through that. Now, that is more of a time commitment, but it is more accurate And it also really helps guard your privacy if that's something that you're concerned about. Because if you are not doing that and you are um, completing some of the other fields on the form, um, you know, manually right there on the form, then suddenly your employer is aware of those things about you. So they might know about your other non-wage income and you may or may not be comfortable with that. Oh, that's a really good point. So that's um, in step two. The first thing is going through that withholding calculator. The second option is um, there's a, a worksheet. So IRS kind of walks you through exactly how to get to that um, next number of how much additional withholding you might need. Or there's also the option of just checking a box right there. But if you check that box, it is the least accurate. So you can just say, yes, there are multiple incomes in my house. And that's all you know. So um, it's There are a lot of big changes, but as I said, there are also a lot of corresponding resources provided by IRS to help walk people through it. I know that one of the cooler resources I'm really excited to share with our audience is that we will be hosting a couple webinars actually on this very topic. Our first session on October 10th is actually already reached capacity, and we've added another session scheduled for Thursday, November 14th at 12 p.m. Central. You can find the details on how you register for that session in our podcast notes. But we are going to take the time to go through the new W-4 form screenshot by screenshot to make sure that you're fully acclimated with the information. Well, that wraps up our second episode this season. Thank you so much, Corinne, for joining me today. Thanks for having me.